Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So keep that in mind. Yeah, hey, forget I asked. <laughs> That'll definitely It'll, do. Ew. Join the f- Discord. It was the least fun I've ever had playing this game. A small but vibrant and extremely humble community. No, I've seen the sleeves, but I'm like, you said you're suiting up and then you put your sleeve on. Fuck you for saying that. Because I'm a demon on the keys. Next thing I know, we're both dead. I immediately left the lobby. In Vietnam. What are they playing for? Are they playing to win? <laughs> Stay humble. Stay humble. We live welcome to the drop shot episode number 17 well into the double digits now getting into the tens maybe the dozens we're past a baker's dozen uh my name is casey also known as razanon i'm joined as always by my good friend tanner tanner say hello to everyone What's going on, drop shot community? Hell fucking yeah. Drop shot community. And that's a good way to put it. Because we really are a small but vibrant and extremely humble community here. The Discord is thriving. It's a thriving ecosystem. And it's fantastic. It's been really cool to see. Uh, real quick, I wanted to start this off. Very few announcements today, but uh, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who's been watching, interacting, listening, really engaging in any way. Uh, it's very much appreciated. We have not, your support has not gone unnoticed or even your just enjoyment of the podcast. If you listen to it and you enjoy it, that's all I really want. But some of you guys have gone above and beyond in joining the Discord, in uh, sending out the fire tweets, which have been very appreciated to Tanner and me, uh, and for uh, subbing here on Twitch. It's been fucking awesome, and we really appreciate the support. We're trying to uh, we're trying to quit our nine to five jobs, and you guys are helping with that and going above and beyond. So thank you very much. Uh, 
Particular special acknowledgments, Damascus Impaler, Crichton, Free 77, Cobalt Tick, Broken Sanity, and of course, Krim. You guys have, uh, you guys have all gifted subs in addition to subbing yourselves. Very much appreciate it, boys. It means a lot. I didn't want... I didn't want it to go like unacknowledged or anything. So, uh, special shout out to you boys. I appreciate it very much as does Tanner. Uh, and Damascus once again with another fucking sub, dude, a gifted sub to miss Luna light. Hey, miss Luna light. Uh, let me link my Instagram to you. And also, uh, Welcome to this small, humble community here at the Drop Shot. Dear God. Right. Just kidding, just kidding. This is a wholesome stream. Wholesome stream. So, uh, also, second announcement. Thank you very much, Damascus. I appreciate you, man. I think I have enough sub points to get to add another emote now, which is fantastic. So, all you guys that are subbed, you'll get one more emote. So, uh, so you can thank Damascus Impaler for his infinite, boundless generosity. Uh, I've also got a commercial in the works for this podcast. It's kind of like the intro song, except it's a video compilation. It's going to be a minute instead of 30 seconds. Uh, and I'm paying a lot more attention to it. So I've been working on that. It takes fucking hours because you have to go through all the like footage, whatever, and splice it up. But in addition to that, we got a new logo. So fucking check this out, boys. Hold on. Let me just pull it up here. All right. So look at this. I can't really keep the whole thing in the frame at the same time. But it's basically that. Pretty fucking dope. Looks a lot more uh, professional. So I'll be using that in the new commercial. And then you can see... This is going to be branded everywhere. Let me know how you guys like that. Because if everyone hates it, then I'll get another one. So. Uh, last announcement. Call-ins. The applications have slowed down. Uh, I think we've missed Resi for a couple podcasts in a row. Which is fine. Not his fault. But um, if you guys do want to call into the podcast, join the Discord. There is a call-in application section. It's not that complicated applications a scary word it's not meant to be you just tell me who you are what your fucking question is and then you can call in and we'll have a discussion live so that is it in the way of announcements anything else young tanner uh no i like the the new um the new logo a lot i think it looks really good yeah i'm a fan big of fucking too. fan hell yeah because the logo we have now is literally an in-game screenshot. <laughs> so there's kind of nowhere to go but up from here. Uh, so that one looks fucking good. And I'm really happy with it for sure. Want to see the big 50? Yeah. In time, Damascus. In time, sir. I was tweeting, but I saw the logo looks nice. Nice, dude. Nice. What's up, Tim? How's it going? 13 followers? Hell fucking yeah, brother. On that climb. Good, man. Good. Keep grinding, brother. Keep fucking grinding. So uh, the topic of today's episode. This is a hot button issue. It's all the rage. There's been speculation surrounding this topic uh, for quite a while. And 
I was actually wrong on this topic. And the topic is skill-based matchmaking in Warzone. Now, if you guys have been listening to this podcast, you will know that my theory, my hypothesis was that there is no skill-based matchmaking in Warzone, but they separate free-to-play players from owners of the multiplayer. So who whoever paid for the full game. And if they separated those two camps out, the players who own the full game are obviously going to be way better than free-to-play players who are playing it for the very first time. That was my theory as to why all of these people, streamers, pros, tweeting about how there's definitely skill-based matchmaking. I thought, nah, it's probably you're just playing against a bunch of other people who own the game, so they have some grasp of... uh of the game already. And you're mistaking that for skill-based matchmaking. However, Exclusive Ace, who I talk about in almost every episode of this podcast, I can't recommend him highly enough. Fantastic content creator, YouTuber, streamer. Uh, I'm gonna link, I'm gonna leave a link to the video I'm about to reference in the show notes, uh, in the description. Anywhere that where there's text about this episode, I will have that link for this video as the first link. And this video was an exploration of the question, is there skill-based matchmaking in Warzone? Uh, and I will, I strongly encourage you, if you care about this at all, to watch the whole video. Because in his video, he also leaves links to all of his data. He's got uh, histograms spreadsheets, all kind of shit like that. So if you really wanted to get uh, balls deep in there and uh, brush up on your statistics, then you could do that. But I will summarize it for you. Give me just one second. Got something cut in my... Something caught in my throat. Uh, okay. But in... So in summary, in this video, he had access to four accounts. So he had a pro player account, which was like a four plus KD in Warzone. Himself, who has a 2 plus KD in Warzone. A friend of his who has like a 1 KD in Warzone. And then his dummy account, which he purposefully tanks the KD on. So his dummy account's KD is uh, 0.6 in Warzone. So you have four different people with vastly different uh, performance histories in Warzone. And what he did was... Played a solo Warzone map on each account. He took every single other player in that lobby, looked up their stats, and then plotted out the average KDs, the mean, median modes, the histogram, like I said. And his findings were unsurprising. So there were four different accounts but there were really only three different populations, if that makes sense. So the pro players lobbies, everyone in those lobbies had like a 1.5 KD average, which is well above average. Statistically speaking, if that was no skill-based matchmaking, it would be almost impossible to find a lobby like that. And then exclusive ace, it was virtually the same thing. Everyone in aces lobby had about a 1.5 KD. 
when he went to the average player, everyone in that guy's lobby was exactly like 1.0. Not everyone, but the average of everyone was about 1.0, which is what you would expect if there was no skill-based matchmaking for everyone. But in this case, it was only the case for the average player. And then his dummy account, which had the 0.6, the average KD in there was like 0.7. So what this is confirmation of skill-based matchmaking. But the interesting point is that whether your KD is 4 plus or 2 plus, you're going to be put in the same basic bracket, which is uh, like above average players. So special announcement. Broken Sanity, holy shit. Five more gifted subs. These guys are demons on the fucking Twitch chat, dude. Broken, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Uh, Dre19, Felipe, welcome. Eldrinan10, Segment3. Tegugs225, C-M-C-Y-O-R-K. Don't know how to pronounce that, but welcome, boys to this small, humble community. Broken. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, brother. Very generous, sir. Um, thanks, dude. So back to this... Um, sorry, I'm trying to find where I was. Um, so, yeah, the point I want to make on this is that if you were going to come at me after seeing this data and say it could be a coincidence, read a book. That's not how stats works. There's no way there, that it's a coincidence four times and all of those KDs are that disparate. There's there's a 0% chance. So this is this is 100% confirmation that there is in fact skill-based matchmaking and it is based on KD. 100%. It would be more likely that you get bitten by a shark while being struck by lightning as your winning lottery ticket is pulled and you like have a heart attack all in the same second. That's how statistically out there it would have to be for this to be a coincidence especially when you're talking about sample sizes of the average warzone lobby which is like a hundred people times four there's no way it's a coincidence so there is skill-based matchmaking this is not up for debate the only debate point you could have is is exclusive ace completely lying and there's no reason to believe that he's very uh reputable in the community He's been a pillar of the COD content creation community. So I wouldn't say that either. And, it, and it's, far, it's far less difficult for me to believe that there is skill-based matchmaking because we've already gotten confirmation that there's SBMM in other playlists. So, had to see 50. Thank you, Broken. I appreciate you, dude. I'm happy to see it, brother. All right. So, uh... Now, there are a couple... So, Tanner, you watched this video before me, right? Yeah, absolutely. What were your... First of all, was there a single thought in your head that this is a coincidence? No, never. Um, 
He doesn't give it away when you start the video, or he doesn't give it away in the description. I didn't read the comments. I didn't let anything ruin itself for me. You know, I just wanted to watch it, and I was like, you know, maybe there's not skill-based mastering. Let's see what he says. And um, it's you, you can't deny it after watching this. You, you know? can't. Yeah. But what you were saying about the uh, 4.0 KD and 2.0 KD players, I feel like that's how it is in multiplayer, too. Because remember, we struggled when the game came out. We struggled... At this point now, in all of our lobbies, we're usually still almost always the top fraggers, you know? So I think how yeah. it is in Warzone is how it is in multiplayer. I think it's pretty much like probably like late or high 1.0s to 2.0 KDs up. And everyone gets thrown in that same match. Anyone with a 2.0 or up. Yeah, I, and I think the reason for that is a mathematical one. There aren't enough players... There aren't enough players at a 4.0 KD or higher like this pro player's account he used for them to make a Warzone lobby that way. They can't do it. There's just exactly. not enough people. So there's plenty of dog shit players who are below a 1.0 KD, you know, like a 0.6. There's millions of those. So it's not hard to like be really granular when you get to that, when you get down in the dirt, as it were, with that. But that's why, yeah, that's why Ace and the pro players uh, lobbies are virtually the same because there's just so few people up there. So I'd had a hard, I'd have a heart attack too. If I was being struck by lightning and bitten by a shark. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair bloodless. What's up, dude. I'd call in, but I'm moving. So I got a pack. Where are you moving to? If you're moving to uh San Dimas, California, I can buy you a coffee, but uh, hey, yeah, um, you have to be under 18 there. Are you underage by chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to be uh, underage for that to happen. So that's a joke, by the way. That is that's an inside joke. It's a callback to a previous episode of the Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast. No Epstein. Uh, so anyway, okay, interesting, Tanner. So now there are a bunch of problems with skill-based matchmaking. Obviously, uh, you can you can conjure up problems off the cuff, but I made a list of problems that some of these are obvious problems that you probably already know. Some of them are less obvious problems. So let's get into, so now that we've real quick, I, I must, I must stress this now that we have concretized and that I've reiterated ad nauseum, that this is not fake news. It is confirmation. There is skill-based matchmaking. So we're not debating that. We're done debating that. I was wrong about Warzone not having it. It does. So now that we've settled that part of the discussion, we can move on to the impact of skill-based matchmaking in Warzone. And number one point I've written here is that it makes it difficult to gauge improvement it makes it difficult to tell if you're actually getting better or not so for example let's say i have i get on i have a couple good games like you know i get i get top 10 i get first place i get third place i'm doing great i'm a great player right well maybe not because what what happens if i do that and then Skill-based matchmaking kicks me up a bracket and then I get fucking destroyed. Just completely shit on. 
So it's like, when that happens to you, you have to think, hey, am I, did I have an aneurysm? Uh, am I on a high dose of LSD? Am I tired? Am I playing worse? Am I fucking crazy? Did I take my lithium today? Because I was destroying kids for the past three, five, ten matches, and then all of a sudden, everyone's a god. What What's going on here? Well, sir, you wouldn't know unless you're, like, balls deep in Call of Duty news, uh, like I am. If you're listening to the Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast, you'll know what's going on, right? But not everyone does. So make sure you share the podcast with your friends so we can spread the good word. But if you don't know that, you have to think to yourself, what the fuck happened? I was playing so well, and now I'm doing terrible. And so all of the things that I was doing, they were working, but now they're not. I don't understand what's going on here. Like... So that's, I mean, that is one point of like five I have written down, which we're going to get into. But any thoughts so far, Tanner? I mean, I agree with you 100%. Um, to kind of go back a little bit, I thought your theory, your original theory of skill-based matchmaking in Warzone was actually, it was pretty smart. You were the only person I ever saw bring that up about it was free to play. And also, we need to mention that. That was not tested in this. All of the accounts used were paid accounts. So we yeah. still don't know. There could be something different for free-to-play accounts. Let's throw that, that in there as well. We don't know because he didn't do the testing. He's probably not going to. I'm sure this took him forever and it was not fun. Um, that is a good point. That is a good point. But I feel like even if you're free-to-play and you're doing super well, they'll probably just add you to the pool of skill-based matchmaking. But there's probably some shenanigans going on on the Penumbra, for sure. Like, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. But that is a good point. Go no, ahead. but um, it not not so much now as, you know, as of, like, th three or four months ago, is a lot more obvious when you got moved up in a skill-based matchmaking tier, you would just get decimated. Now the player base has leveled off, and that doesn't happen as much, and it's pretty much always the same for us, at least. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, that's for us. But what if you're a new player? Like, there's a ton of new players now. Yeah. So it's true. like, it's your first time playing. You're dog shit in a sea of dog shit. You start climbing up. You're almost the crab out of the bucket. You've been doing consistently well. I mean, let's say you're improving slowly, as, as everyone does, if they're a new player. And you're finally starting to win, like, all your matches. Or most of your matches and you've been slowly getting to this level of performance you've been slowly achieving these results consistently and then all of a sudden one day you never do well you never do well but you're playing the same and, and it's like if you don't look into it because you're not going to know that they're skill-based matchmaking from the options from the store, from the license agreement you click accept on, you'll never know. You'll just be like, what the fuck is happening here? I don't understand. I was doing so well. I was, I thought I was getting better, but I guess not. 
because all of a sudden there's these weird camos that look like I'm at a Alice in Wonderland fucking rave or something. Damascus. It was a shit joke. I swing and I miss. Chill out. Uh, everyone's got a gold M4 now and I'm getting fucking destroyed. Like what's going on here? You know, so it makes it hard to gauge improvement. It makes it hard to improve. Jeez, these analogies. Yeah. Sometimes I whiff Damascus. Give me a break. Thank you for that fucking gifted sub, by the way. And Solars44, congratulations and welcome to this small, humble community. I appreciate you, Damascus. Of course, as always. Thank you, brother. I'm honored. I'm humbled and I'm privileged. But uh, so what else was I saying about this? I think you finished the first note there. I think we're on to the second one there. Yeah. So, so yeah, this kind of disincentivizes improvement too, because like, I, I'm not saying this as a rhetorical device. I literally don't know. So I'm going to ask you if I'm the player who's new getting better. And then all of a sudden I get kicked up a bracket and I go from getting top three, every game to getting 120th every game. What do you do? Like, literally, what do you do? You get destroyed and go back down a tier. You yeah. can't improve that fast in this game. And it was like the people that have 2.0 plus KDs have probably played for a long time. That's their thing. So these people, you know, skill base isn't going to help them because it just they just need way more hours of play time, which that suddenly happening on MW is not going to help them improve really yeah i think you're right though i think i think you just get kicked up a bracket for a second and then get immediately pushed down but if that's the case let's say you're that player if that's the case you're never going to get better than getting last place in mid bracket because you're going to go from playing against fucking terrible kids to getting put in the average KD lobby where you get destroyed and don't learn anything and then you get kicked down to the bracket where everyone is terrible and then you don't learn anything there because you've already learned how to aim your gun which is all you need to do to dominate the lowest bracket and then you get kicked back up to the average one again. Like, I don't see how you gradually improve when the the jumps are so sharp. Yeah. I don't I don't know, dude. It does not seem good to me, but let me let me go to my next uh point here. This is another good point. Let's say I'm a new player and I'm in the worst bracket because I'm dog shit because I'm brand new. That's fine. I was everyone's dog shit at first. But if I'm in this terrible lobby, this point six lobby, and I'm gradually improving. Let me let me put it this way. Me, me as I am right now, if I got on right now and I got in a war zone match and it made an error and put me in the 0.6 KD lobby, I could do things that are outrageous, just outrageous. Peak four kids and fucking destroy them all in the middle of an open field with no cover, no problem, no problem. 
peek someone with low health while they have full armor? No problem. There are things you can get away with when you're playing against shit players that you cannot get away with in an, an average no skill based matchmaking lobby and that you certainly can't get away with in a skill based matchmaking top tier lobby. So if you are thrown into these shit lobbies, even if you start to do well in those lobbies, you're almost certainly picking up bad habits and doing things that can be successful because your opponents are so bad that you'll never get away with in a normal lobby. So then by the time you eventually improve and get kicked up to that second bracket, you have all these garbage habits of like taking gunfights when you shouldn't, fighting multiple opponents when you shouldn't, reloading at dumb times, uh, not armoring up when you should have, armoring up too often and then getting pushed. Like there are obviously, and more. I mean, there are infinite things, but you've all played against bad players where you just know the whole lobby's bad because you got lucky and you're having fun now. You're trick-shotting, you press the record button, you're ready to make some montage-worthy clips to put on your YouTube channel so that you can join fucking Optic in 2012. We've all been there. We've all been there. But imagine if every single lobby was like that. You would start to think you can get away with shit you cannot get away with. So it's just teaching you bad habits, and it's actually making you worse in the long run. So that even if you do improve... You're going to have to shake those bad habits, form new good habits, all the while you're getting just your ass fucked. So that's not good, obviously. That's another, that's another consequence of skill-based matchmaking. These devs created SBMM to try to shield and protect and hold the hand of and give a safe space to new players who are dog shit but this is like any other paternalistic measure or edict it does more harm than good in the long run there's another reason why any thoughts tanner absolutely spot on i mean like you're about to get to it's it it's all negatives essentially yeah all negatives and i think i mentioned this earlier but this is compounded by the fact that players that most players don't know that skill-based matchmaking even exists so when they start getting better and then doing way worse they're just going to be confused like what's going on here i i thought i was doing better and now i'm getting shit on if you know skill-based matchmaking exists uh that's not so bad like, for example, let's say I'm playing ranked Overwatch and I'm terrible and I'm in Bronze League or whatever. And then I'm slowly getting better. And now my ELO is like, whatever, higher. And now I'm in like Gold League. If I get fucking destroyed in Gold League, I'm not going to be terribly surprised because I'm going to know, okay, well, I'm in a higher skill bracket now. I have been improving, but I'm still not good enough to dominate kids at this new bracket that I just got placed into. So 
while I was doing really well in bronze and now I'm doing terrible in gold, there's an explanation here and it makes sense. But what if you don't know skill-based matchmaking exists? And they haven't told anyone that it exists. So the vast majority of players, unless you're like balls deep in COD Twitter, or again, you listen to the Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast, you just wouldn't know. It's like hidden ELO where you're just getting kicked around all of a sudden and you don't know why. It's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. And that's exactly why people want ranked play, like what you were just saying. They want to see those ranks. They want to see who they're playing against, what ranks they are. Mm -hmm. And that's why that would make sense. And I don't, I, I don't, I truly don't understand how it's that difficult to add into the game. I think it's possible that they, that Activision looked at the stats for the ranked play or league play or whatever the fuck it was called in BO4 saw how unpopular it was and then decided we're going to force it on the player base by putting it in every playlist instead of relegating it to a particular playlist where we inform the players, you know? Yeah. That's my guess. That makes sense. It's not a, it's not a defense of the, of the, the choice quite to the contrary. But I think that, that if I was going to guess, I would say that's probably why. But yeah, my last point is on this topic, your performance and your skill are not correlated. That is a disaster, a, just a disaster. If you're like, if you're at the bottom end of the bracket two, you're going to perform way worse than someone who's at the top end of bracket three. Now, if you're at the bottom end of bracket two, you're a better player than the guy who's at the top end of bracket three. So the guy who has more skill is getting way more punished because the performance, how well you place in a match and the skill are not correlated. Imagine any other enterprise where that's the case. Well, okay, yeah, Casey. So uh, the better you do, the better results you're going to get up to a certain kind of point. I can't tell you where exactly, but then all of a sudden, even though you're doing better to the contrary, because you're doing better, you're now going to perform way fucking worse. What makes no sense. It's so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. And everyone is frustrated by this. Everyone is frustrated by this. At least in the COD Twitter world, but I have questions about that, but we're going to get to those. Um, but as I was saying, uh, for the above reasons, skill base does not protect noobs. They're still going to have average games. Because if you're a .6 player with a bunch of other .6 players, you'll have an average game. You're not going to just destroy them because you guys are the same skill level. You're not going to get destroyed because you're the same skill level. Uh, so your games with skill-based matchmaking are going to be indistinguishable from your games without skill-based matchmaking. Because without any skill-based matchmaking, the distribution is still going to be a normal distribution. Which is to say like a bell curve. 
So you're going to be a little lower on the end of that bell curve, but there are still going to be players at your skill level. And importantly, there will be players below your skill level too. And as you gradually improve, you gradually climb up that bell curve rather than getting to the top of a, of a flat distribution and then all of a sudden getting put at the bottom of the next distribution, which is jarring. But if every match doesn't have skill-based matchmaking, every match is going to have a smattering of players of different skill level, and it's going to average out. That's how math works. That's how math works, especially with 30 million players. It's like you don't have to implement skill-based matchmaking to have a balanced experience. So, so it doesn't protect the new players. It makes it almost impossible for them to improve uh, with any kind of uh, consistency or with any logic, really. And in addition to that, it is not at all fun for players who are better than average, obviously. And these are the main people that everyone hears complaining, rightfully so. It's like if Tanner and I want to play Warzone, I better fucking, I better suit up. I better put my sleeve on. I better fucking stretch. I better have a cup of coffee. I better make sure my loadout is the most meta OP loadout possible because there's no fun allowed because everyone I play against is going to be my skill level or better. Uh, and what that means is I can't have fun. I can't have fun. I can't say, hey, I want to try the new shotgun, the striker or not striker. I forget what it's called. Uh, doesn't matter, but I can't try the new whatever gun. I can't like mess around and say, oh, you know, I wonder if a Dragonov would be cool on Warzone. Nope. Wrong. Wrong. Your bracket's too good. Everyone's going to be using a gold or Damascus M4. No fun allowed. You're not allowed to use a Dragonov. You can try, but you're going to get fucking destroyed because you're going to be playing against players who might as well be clones of yourself, except they're going to be using pimped out M4s that they have an average of 40,000 kills with. So they've memorized the recoil pattern exactly while you're trying to have fun with your Dragonov. How fucking quaint. You're going to get shit on. So it's not fun for higher skilled players because every game is the CDL Grand Finals. It's a disaster. Damascus with another gifted sub, by the way. Beardyful. Welcome to this small, humble community, Damascus. Thank you so much, man. Your generosity is boundless. I appreciate you, dude. I hope you're enjoying the pod, by the way. 17 subs gifted in this channel. Fuck. What an it's actual insane. demon, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude. I really do. Appreciate that support. New shoddy is good, especially with slugs, even in Warzone. I feel like a slug round shotgun, if you land it, would be really good in Warzone. Because that probably fucking destroys armor. So, uh, here we go. Let's see. 
So in summary, basically, this means that it does not accomplish the goal of making the game more fun for bad players, which is the whole point of skill-based matchmaking ostensibly is to have a protected space for the new players or the bad players where they don't just quit and give up. But when you do that, there's still competition. It's like if I'm a 0.6 KD player and I'm facing 100 other 0.6 KD players, I mean, I'm not protected. They're as good as me. So it's not like I'm going to just win all the time. There can only be one winner. So we're still going to have 99 losers. 99 losers. The only thing this is doing is handicapping their ability to develop. And in addition, so it doesn't make it more fun for bad players. So that's basically neutral. Because they would have, bad players would have as much fun with or without skill-based matchmaking. Because they would perform about the same. Average. Uh, and then, in addition, it's far less fun for good players. So it's neutral and negative. And it makes it harder for worse players to improve. For the reasons I went over. Negative. So that's one neutral point and two negative points for having skill-based matchmaking. And here's another point. Let's say you have, let's, hey, we're all quarantined because of coronavirus, because of COVID-19. Let's say your stupid fucking girlfriend is like, you're always playing that game. Let me play it with you. I don't have shit to do anyway. And then you, when your eyes return from the back of your head, because you've rolled them so hard, you say, <laughs> all right, bitch, let's go. Plug in your goddamn controller. We're going to play a game of Warzone together, and I'm going to teach you. Now, imagine Tanner and his wife going through this experience. Tanner's got a 2.53 KD. His wife is a girl who's never played fucking Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, can scarcely hold the controller. It's too big for her hands. That's not true. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull like, back on she that likes one. Small things, yeah. Okay. For sure. <laughs> okay, we'll keep that in mind. But um, so so this is just all brand new to her, and she cues with Tanner. Guess which bracket they get put into? Not Sierra's, not his wife's, his. So then she drops in, and instead of being in a so if there was no skill based matchmaking, there would be players from point three all the way to 5.0 KD in one lobby. And that would average out to about a 1.0. Again, statistics, read a book. But when there is skill-based matchmaking and you're a new player and you want to play with your friend who's a veteran player, you're going to get pushed having never played Call of Duty before. You're going to drop in to a lobby with... Professional players who've been playing for 10 years, uh, Adderall snorting fucking Twitch subs of swag who have the five-year badge. Everyone is going to be insane. Insane. So imagine Tanner's poor wife. When she drops in, she's trying to figure out what button to press to shoot her gun. And these dudes are flying in with M4s just fucking tracking perfectly on her head and she's dead instantly. Good luck playing with your casual friends in skill-based matchmaking lobbies. Good luck.
Good luck. Your friends are your shit friends are not gonna have fun. Go ahead, Tanner. I I think that's I think that's my biggest issue with it. Honestly, is you can't you can't you can't play with real life friends because most of the time, n none of our real life friends have as high of a KD as us. I mean, Ben is just Ben can hang with us, but the other ones that don't play with us, they wouldn't be able to anyways. Honestly, because they're extremely casual. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, not trying to that. win like us. They're just they're just casual gamers. Yeah, they're casuals. Yeah. Filthy and fucking casuals. Filthy casuals. Yeah, exactly. And we've actually had this experience. Tanner and I played with a new player once. So it was me and Tanner are in a party. We're doing tens dom. Rest in peace. Tens dom. F's in the chat for tens dom. That's not a playlist anymore. It's never coming back. But we were playing this. Uh, it was Tanner and I. We were having fun. Doing fun. Uh, we were skill-based into a lobby, but, you know, like we were talking about earlier, even if you're... Once you're in the highest bracket, it's only, like, 1.5 KD players and above. So, you can still dominate those lobbies if you're very experienced. So, Tanner and I were doing very well. No problem. We're not really thinking... One of these casuals wants to run with us. Sure, dude. Sure. Hop into our lobby. Uh, we play uh, Tens Dom on Ramaza. Now, Tanner, you might remember this game specifically. Why don't you tell the chat what our poor casual friends KD was in this game? I don't remember which one you're talking about. Was it the one that was like 2 and 36 or two something? 2 and 36. 2 and 36, dude. For the crime of wanting to play with players who have no lives, Tanner and I, this poor dude went 2 and 36. 2 and 36. Let me do some quick maths on this. What is that? A point one eight. Just garbage. Garbage. <laughs> now, Fucking garbage. Now, it's not like, and I remember this game because I remember his exact KD. Tanner and I won the game. Our teammate was on our team, obviously. So he won. So it's not like the enemy team was like fucking hacking or like Nate Gibson, Syrian, and their clones. The other team was good, but they weren't great. They were just like every other lobby Tanner and I had been playing on. They were unremarkable. It was the average lobby for Tanner and I. So we did fine. We did well. We won the game. We got our streaks. We were dunking on kids. But our poor new friend went 2-36, and 36, dude. Now, this, this is illustrative of exactly my point here. If there was no skill-based matchmaking our friend would have done way better. Way better. Because instead of having only top bracket players on the opposite team, it would be a distribution of all types of players of all different skill levels. But that guy literally never played with us again. And I fucking wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. It's like imagine you go to 24-hour fitness and you don't play basketball much. But one of your friends plays basketball all the time. 
So you want to go to the gym and play basketball with him. Just fuck around. You're a casual. Imagine if you walked into the gym and every player there, instead of being a distribution of random basketball players at 24-hour fitness, they all just leveled up to the level of your friend and they're like D1 UCLA fucking players, starters. It's like, oh, okay. Well, no, now I don't want to play basketball with you. This is not what I signed up for. That's exactly what this is like. So fuck friends, I guess. Unless you and all of your fucking friends are ready to sweat and be complete no-life virgins like Tanner and I, you're, we'll, hey, we'll play with you, but you're not going to have fun. You're going to get fucking torched. The other thing was his overall KD wasn't that bad. It was like a point eight. It yeah, was like almost exactly. an average KD. It just goes to show you he was playing out of his league. Exactly. And he wasn't going to have fun. Exactly. That's such a good point, And I'm glad you brought that up. It's not like this guy was terrible. He was he was slightly below average because he was very new. But if you put that if you put a point eight player in an average lobby without skill based matchmaking, guess what KD he's gonna have? About a point eight, not a point one eight, which is exactly the point. All right, let me catch up on chat here real quick. Best way to get good is versus good players. Mm, depends. I mean, in, in this case, with our friend, he's not. he didn't get any better. You don't get better going 2 and 36. You don't learn anything. Because those players are too good. They're far too good. I think you get better by playing against people who are slightly better than you. Uh, that's a good way to improve. Because you can actually... You can recognize where the gap is and bridge it. But this guy's this guy's never played COD before. And some dude comes around, double bunny hops, drop shots, and then peppers him. And he's just dead. And then the next time, the guy slide cancels him, bunny hops again, drop shots him again. And he's like, I, I don't even know how to prone. I'm new. You can't bridge the gap when the when the gap is that far. But if you put a point eight player in a non alter an unadulterated lobby every time, sometimes he's going to get fucking clowned, like he did that game, by some of the players on the enemy team. But it is very unlikely that every player on the enemy team is going to be as good as they were in our lobby when he went two and thirty six. Yeah, you're you're not you're not getting any better going to you You're yeah. just getting mad and you're not improving whatsoever. D dude, the tilt is unreal. I actually I was actually surprised you didn't leave the game. When I'm about 2 and 25, that's probably when I shut off the Xbox. You know? Would you wait that? I would I was going to say honestly like 2 and 10 I would leave the yeah, lobby. Yeah, yeah. Like at the most I'd probably be gone at like 2 and 8, 2 and 6. I'd be furious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. I did that in Ground War the other day, dude. I dropped like 
20 more kills than the next player on my team in the next lobby i started off negative i was like minus five and i was just like nope just, <laughs> just nope exit out. out of the game yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean to stay that long is hey good for him he wanted to play with his friends yeah exactly but but he can't he he literally can't and it's like it doesn't matter how long he plays with us he he you basically can't get better when you're going two and thirty six. You're spending the whole time looking at a fucking respawn screen. Like that's crazy. But I see your point, uh, Damascus. You do get better by playing against players that are better than you. But when you put when you get put into this like curated lobby of only good players, which is what skill based matchmaking is, you're fucked. You have to play alone. Or with players of your same skill level, which is a disaster. It's a disaster. So, um, uh, I'm going to wrangle my massive white cock out of my shorts and then piss into my toilet with it. Uh, Tanner, do you see any upsides to skill-based matchmaking? Okay, yeah. So, let's, uh, let's talk about this for a bit. Upsides. There is maybe one upside that I don't think we touched on at all, and that being the average casual player who does not care about improving. So I'll use as an example my brother-in-law. He's in his 30s, extremely casual. You know, he's married. He has a kid to take care of. He works probably 60 hours a week. He's a busy guy. He's not playing to shit on kids and drop nukes. You know, he. I don't. I don't know how good he is. He probably has trouble getting a 10 kill streak. But I'm sure he does not care about improving, yet he really likes this game and he has fun playing it. And the only reason I can see is because of skill based matchmaking. If he ever played with us, he would hate it. He wouldn't have fun. He wouldn't want to play the game again. But he doesn't care about improving. He's doing decent. You know, he's getting a 1.0 KD playing against players as casual and as bad as him and he's okay with that and that's why activision does it essentially is because they want to keep those bad players the players that have high kds they know they're coming back anyways those of players those are players usually that have played call of duty for years like us and we have higher kds but they're going to come back no matter what. You know, they come back, they complain about MW. They say, let's go. COD 2020 is the year. Black Ops 5 comes out. They complain about that. They keep playing it and they're still good at it. It's just they're trying to keep the casual players there so they don't rage off getting nuked the fuck on by me. That's the absolute only positive I can somewhat see. And again, it's casuals that don't care about improving. They want to hop on and they want to play two hours a week and have some fun. That's the only upside. You son of a bitch. That's a good point. That is a good point because I was, when I was writing these notes, I was trying to conceive of what possible there must, I was thinking there must be some kind of upside that I'm not seeing because they wouldn't push it this hard against all of this pushback if there wasn't. And I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head because I'm conceiving of an average player or a casual player or a new player who wants to get better, but almost by definition, most casual players don't give a fuck about getting better. 
They just want to play the game. So I think that's an interesting point. What I would say to someone at Activision who makes that point, though, is that in the case of your brother-in-law, if you do away with skill-based matchmaking, if he's a 1.0 KD player, his experience in the game is really not going to be different. It's not going to be that much different. It's going to go... So, there is skill-based matchmaking. UQ, you have a 1.0 KD. Everyone in your lobby is going to have between a 0.9 and a 1.1, for example, with skill-based matchmaking. Without skill-based matchmaking, instead, everyone in your lobby is going to have from a 0.3 to a 5.0 KD. Right? So, I'm not sure how much different your experience is as the 1.0 KD player. Because there are going to be... There, you're going to be exposed to players who are way better than you, as you pointed out. But you're also going to be exposed to players who are way worse than you. Which you won't be exposed to in the case of skill-based matchmaking. So you're still going to do about average. So is your experience really that much different if you do away with skill-based matchmaking? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess that does make sense, yeah. But maybe they know something I don't know, because that's not a hard point to make, and I can't imagine the statisticians at Activision hadn't thought of that. I think it might be a case of all you really need is one 5.0 KD player to fucking ruin the entire enemy team's day. I think that's exactly. probably yep. what it is. Because as soon as that guy realize... gets a gunship and white foss, you're just, you're sad. So, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to realize they're doing it for some reason. They know it makes them more money somehow. That's that's their bottom line. That's the reason they're doing it. It somehow benefits them. And that's That'd be about the only... Of course. That's the only reason they do it. Well, or they think it's going to benefit them monetarily. I'm not sure if it does... And I'm not sure if they think it does. I think they might be running the experiment and analyzing whether or not skill-based matchmaking is contributing to more dollars. Because make no fucking mistake, they don't have integrity. They don't want to stay true to the ethos of the franchise. They literally only care about the bottom line. As they should, honestly. I mean, they're the publisher of the game. Their only concern is how much money it makes and that should be their only concern i'm not yeah. saying this is immoral or anything welcome to america bitch that is that is their job that is why they're publishing this them making a shit ton of money hand over fist will contribute to uh more of an investment into the next title so it's not all bad that they just want the dollars with that said that is all they want so, do you think they have enough data to determine skill-based matchmaking is making us more money now? Probably, yeah. I'm sure they do. You think so? Interesting. They have to. I mean... 
Interesting. Would be the only reason. Well, they could also be doing it with the hypothesis that it will make them more money, but they're not sure yet because it hasn't been out or implemented for a long enough timetable. There were skill-based matchmaking in other games, though, other Call of Duty titles. Which one? Um, what is the one people always talk about? It was either Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare. People say it was very strict in that game. Was it its own playlist or the same way it is now? I'm not sure. I didn't play either of those shit games. Yeah. I, I will say this, though. Black Ops 4 definitely did not have skill-based matchmaking. Absolute, absolutely. Oh, God. Did Teddy just destroy all your balls? He just knocked over the trash can. Fucking yeah. Teddy, dude. Yeah, BO4 absolutely did not have skill-based matchmaking. And I'm super grateful because BO4 was my first COD on PC. And it was my first shooter ever with keyboard and mouse. And for those of you who are PC players, you might remember... When you first start out trying to aim with a mouse and to do really well, it's fucking hard. You don't have aim assist. You're not sure what your sensitivity should be. Your mouse pad's too small. You have a Razer Naga Trinity that weighs six pounds. It's all weird and confusing. Um, so I'm thankful that there was no skill-based matchmaking in BO4, which is when I was learning to play a shooter on PC because... Some lobbies had only terrible players. Some lobbies had only demons on the keys. But the vast majority of lobbies, there were players who were way worse than me, and there were players who were way better than me. And that was the perfect environment for me to improve. I couldn't get a 15 kill streak in BO4 until Prestige 4 or 5. Prestige 4 or 5. That's how bad I was. That's a lot of time to never be able to get a 15 kill streak, especially in Black Ops 4 with operator weapons, by the way. It's pretty fucking easy if you have yeah. some experience to get a 15 kill streak. Fast forward to the very end of Black Ops 4, I had gotten like six nukes without having really tried for any of them except for two because I wanted the card, I reset, I wanted the card again. The other four times, I didn't try for the nuke. It just came to me because I had improved because I was an environment. I was in an environment that fostered that improvement, which is absent in skill-based matchmaking. So it might even be the case that they get to keep fucking casuals around longer because of skill-based matchmaking, as is the point you were making, Tanner. But if they never improve or get better, then they're going to... I would argue they're going to get bored of the franchise more quickly and they're not going to earn lifetime fans like we are because these new this new generation of fans in this skill-based matchmaking are never going to get better. They're never going to know what it feels like to get a nuke. So they're never going to chase that dragon when the next Call of Duty comes out. If your highest kill streak is nine and then a new title drops, are you that excited? I can tell you what, bitch, you're not as excited as I am. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck, dude, a V2 rocket? Fucking, oh, shit, it's a Vietnam remaster? 
I'm going to call some more dogs every game instead of getting it once in my entire casual fucking career. So engendering those hardcore fans, I would argue is probably pretty important in the long term for the franchise's success because it gets you more of those hardcore fans and that hardcore player base um, that I just don't think a skill-based matchmaking environment is conducive to. So. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. So. So that leads us to a couple questions. One of which is this tweet. CLG Marksman on Twitter. This was on March 10th. So, almost a month ago. Direct from Cat... Cat Pelly. Direct from Pat <laughs> Kelly, development lead at Infinity Ward. There, quote... There is not skill-based matchmaking in any of the large player count modes of Modern Warfare, end quote. Therefore, no SBMM in Warzone. Today, we now know from listening to the Dropshot, a Call of Duty podcast, that this is fake news. So, my hypothesis on this, and I've heard other people, is that, first of all, you have to understand... There's Activision and there's Infinity Ward. Activision is the publishing company. So Activision has the big dollars and Activision is the one who uh, negotiates a deal with, with Battle.net, Blizzard, Inc. to partner up. Activision is the one who pays for printing the, uh, the physical CDs, shipping them to GameStop, putting them on shelves. Activision is the one who spends millions of dollars advertising. Activision is the one who negotiates sponsorships with other companies. So Activision is the one who is fronting all this money. They're the publishing company. Infinity Ward is the development company. So they're a company, these are just the fucking nerds who are sitting in the office, programming, designing maps, designing guns, literally making the game. These are two totally separate entities. So Activision has the purse strings, and in that way, they have a lot of the power in this relationship. Now, that quote I just read you was from... Uh, an Infinity Ward developer. My theory, and most people's theory, is that he said there's no skill-based matchmaking because that's what he actually thought. And then Activision went over that guy's head and said, listen, kid, I know that you're cool and you have uh, principles and all that. Go fuck yourself. We have the power here. We have the cash here. We think it's going to be better for our bottom line if we do implement skill-based matchmaking. So I'm going to circumvent the developer's wishes. And as the publisher, with all the power, I am going to implement uh, skill-based matchmaking. So Activision just went over their heads. That is my 
guess. That is my strong suspicion. Tanner, what do you think? Okay, I have a question about that. So I don't know how, how this works. I don't know if you do either. How can Activision go above their heads and do that? Now, would skill base be somehow linked to the server? Like like the, the dedicated servers that are hosted by them or something? Is that how it works? And they put in skill base on their servers, you know, as you're loading up or something, it puts you in certain ones. Because how would they implement that in the game without infinity ward knowing i mean does infinity ward finish a product and they send it to activision for approval or i mean i, don't, I have literally no idea how any of this stuff works I yeah. don't know if you... i'm not a hundred percent sure about the minutiae which you're which is what it sounds like you're asking about but do you remember in the last episode we covered a tweet where a former infinity ward dev or a former treyarch dev said we have frustrating little, frustratingly little control over uh, the servers, uh, skill-based matchmaking, and shit like that. You remember that? Yep. So that is pretty much all the evidence I need. What it sounds like is Infinity Ward makes the product, and then, yeah, they basically hand it over to Activision, who, like, whatever... I don't know, talks to the server hosts or whatever. And Activision, it's not like Activision is literally just a bunch of fucking dudes on Madison Avenue. They do have their own like coding team, software team, and the separate Activision team that is in charge of uh, getting a player into a lobby. They wrote some algorithm that implemented skill-based matchmaking. That's my guess. It makes sense. But Activision is in control of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's kind of, I mean, because where I'm, which lobby I'm placed in is almost totally separate from desi designing of the game. You know, you don't have to have any expertise in designing the game. As long as you have access to the game, uh, you have like rights to, to send people where you want within the game. You can just implement Skill-based matchmaking, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. So do you think the dev was lying? And that... And do you think he wouldn't get caught lying? Or do you think he was, like, unaware? I think he was unaware and maybe just gave... I mean, who knows? He could have just given wrong information. Like, you know, his boss maybe knew or something that worked for Infinity Ward, but he could have given wrong information and then have found out afterwards because no publicly infinity ward to my knowledge has never stated anything about skill based matchmaking. Now this is something somebody quoted, but they've never once tweeted anything out themselves said yeah. anything. Yeah. Said anything themselves. So also even if immediately after that, his boss was like, dude, that's not true. They're not going to release a statement saying that what Pat Kelly said is untrue. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. I think uh, I think that's in all likelihood what happened. Because you do raise a good point. This tweet is not from Pat Kelly. It's from another dude who talked to Pat Kelly. Now, I don't think Marksman, CLG Marksman, whoever the fuck this is, is lying about what he heard from Pat Kelly. But it is different than Pat Kelly coming on his own Twitter and saying that. So... I mean, he did say it at like, there was a bunch of, it wasn't just that guy that heard it. It was like at a, 
you know, it was it was before a bunch of the YouTubers and pros, I think, played Warzone. They had kind of a Q&A or it was after. So I know Swag said something about it, too, that the dev said there was nothing. So, I mean, he, he said it publicly to those people. Yeah. But it was not on any official Infinity Award exactly, channel. Exactly, yeah. And that's, I think, the important distinction for sure. So, uh, let's catch up on chat here for a little bit. Give me one fucking second. Let's see. Back to the Damascus grind. All right, Broken, take it easy. I think you might be out of here. Sorry, dude. Yeah, he's gone. I was just balls deep in a point there. MP7 Damascus, okay. Damn, that's rough. Time about BO4, there was skill base, but that happened after lobby fill, and the skill base we have now happens before players join the lobby. There was kind... Yeah, Cubus. I wouldn't even call what BO4 had with skill-based matchmaking. BO4 had skill-based team balancing, but exactly like you said, that occurs after the lobby is filled, not before, which is totally different. Now, don't get me wrong. The way BO4 divvied up teams was the worst, really bad, but even that was way different and way preferable to skill-based matchmaking if I had to pick one. There was actually, but minimal. Yeah. I mean, the skill-based team balancing was not minimal. It was extremely obvious and aggressive. And what it would do is there's 12 players. So just so you guys know, Black Ops 4. There's 12 players in a lobby. It takes the number one highest score per minute player. And it puts them on a team with players... 12, 11, 10, 9, and 8, and 7, lowest score per minute. And then it puts all of you on a team, and then you face the other people. Which is obviously in fucking insane to do. It makes no sense. They could have done it dodgeball style, where number 1 goes to A, number 2 goes to B, number 3 goes to A, number 4 goes to B, and it would be way better. So I don't know why the fuck they did that. But if you were the best player in a lobby or you had the highest skill per minute, your team is all shit and you're going to have to carry the fuck out of them, which was not fun. And if you watch me stream BO4, you will know that it's not fun and I fucking hated it. But it was nowhere near as bad as skill based matchmaking is, which is to say, as Cuba said, determining what a lobby will even consist of before it's formed. So. Uh, I think we're going to hold off on topic two tonight, Tanner. Okay. So, but let's finish this one up here. Um, so if Activision is the culprit for why, uh, for why there is skill-based matchmaking, which I think for all intents and purposes, we can be virtually sure of. And they're willing to go over the dev team's heads. Infinity Ward, Treyarch, or whatever. It seems pretty clear to me COD 2020 is also going to have skill-based matchmaking because it's also going to be published by Activision. And even CODs beyond that are going to have skill-based matchmaking. What do you think? I think it will. I mean, I don't see them just suddenly removing it altogether. I can see them maybe toning it down a bit, but 
it'll definitely be in COD 2020. You can quote me on that. I almost guarantee it'll be there. I have a question. What does toning down skill-based matchmaking even mean? I hear this Maybe phrase it's... thrown around all the time, and I don't understand what that means. Well, I don't really know how to explain. I mean, maybe instead of maybe less tiers, or I guess you could say even more tiers of ranks being thrown together, that just balances it out more. I don't really know. I just always hear that also, and that would make sense. I mean, there has to be different levels of it. It's not like it's either in the game or not. You know, they can alter something to change how strict it is. I don't, I don't know what they could do. I don't know what they could do. Let's let's say there's three different levels of lobbies for skill-based mm -hmm. matchmaking, like below 1.0, 1.0, above 1.0. How do you make that more or less strict? Like, yeah, you, you, just you, really let, you just let people in that shouldn't be there, or like, you know, I... I... I I get very upset when people say tone down skill-based matchmaking as if that's something that makes any sense. Because if you really what think about, about it, what does that mean? What do you do? Okay, so you just so you let worse people into your lobby. So now their skill-based matchmaking experience is even worse because they're against even better players. Well, okay, it got toned down for you, got toned up for that kid. You know? Do you think having lobbies like black ops 4 did would change anything with skill-based matchmaking maybe if it kept more players together and then just added more players in as people left i feel like that would kind of balance it out a little bit more even if there was some still some sort of skill-based matchmaking i don't know i'm not sure i even understand what you what you mean because in this game you know you end the lobby you get thrown in a completely new lobby because oh, it's basically okay. after, you know, they're, they're what they say is the last five matches bases, you know, is, that's based on a KD and then that's what right. you go forward with. What I'm saying, Dude. if there's server like in Black Ops where there's always, where there's already eight people in there or something because Ford left. Uh huh. And then those four more people fill, I don't know, you know, maybe that would kind of change something. If they if they kept the people that filled as like random, like yeah. immune to the algorithm or whatever, but let's yeah. say those four players are 1.0 KDs and they backfill into the skill based matchmaking lobby of you and I, mm -hmm. then they're gonna go two and thirty six like our friend did, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, however, you raise a good point. I just thought of this. You know, how everyone has been bitching about no map voting and the lobbies always disbanding after a game. And everyone is like, why did you do this? No one wanted this. Everyone liked map voting. Yeah. That's why. Because they're skill-based matchmaking. Yeah. You can't keep lobbies together with skill-based matchmaking. You can't just add... You can't let people trickle in with skill-based matchmaking. You have to disband the lobby and reform it every time. Because skill-based matchmaking operates on the last five games performance. Yeah. That's fucking sense. why, dude. That's why they did it. God, that makes so much sense, dude. Mm -hmm. That's the only explanation. Because why else would they do it? No, it's not hard to do. They've been doing it since 2002. 
and everyone liked it and it's easier because whoever's in the lobby just chill stay it's fine well you know we'll just queue up another map it's not a big deal no what well, you vote on it but instead they go through the labor of completely disbanding the whole fucking lobby and then reforming it the only reason they would do that is skill based matchmaking what a revelation i bet you that's why i bet you i fucking bet you that's why yeah that that's 100 percent why you're right Laloy, welcome. I have a better idea, Tanner. How about remove the fucking skill-based matchmaking and just make it random? That, that's fine, too. Yeah. It works out for me. I'll have an even higher KD, probably. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen. That's why good players want it fucking gone. I want to be able to use a fucking... I don't know. A P90. Or a... A, a scar. I mean, you got a nuke with a P90, so yeah, that's don't a, use that one. Okay, that's a good point. A scar, how about that? Scar's pretty good. Okay, a dragon off. How about that? I want to be able to have fun and do decently using a dragon off. Dragon off is, is fucking dog shit, yeah. <laughs> which is impossible in skill based matchmaking lobbies. So, yeah, I know, Torchic. I'm just, I was trying to find a, an uncontroversial example of a poor gun. But, uh,. I feel like fucking, I feel like Nicolas Cage in the Da Vinci Code. Like, I just cracked it. I just figured it out. That's why they do that. That must be why they do that. Fascinating. Yeah, for sure. So. So that's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to co go over. Uh, Tanner, do you want to hit three or no? What do you think? Um, yeah, it'll only take a few minutes. Let's just hit it real quick. Okay. So originally we were going to go into the question of hackers in Warzone, uh, but this has taken longer than I anticipated. So we're going to skip that section for now. We will get into it in another episode, but we still got a little more for you. Uh, off the topic of skill-based matchmaking... So, in summation, by the way, skill-based matchmaking is worse than you thought because there are reasons that are not incredibly obvious why it's bad, which we've gone over. And even worse than that, I don't think it's going away because it wasn't Infinity Ward's decision, so we wouldn't have to put up with it once every three years, which is Infinity Ward's uh, development timetable for each COD. But we're going to have to put up with it every single year because Activision produces or publishes every single Call of Duty title. And they're the ones behind skill-based matchmaking in all likelihood. So not only is it worse than you thought, it's also here to fucking stay. So that's just going to be uh, for me. So uh, with that said, Valorant, have you been watching streams of this game, Tanner? What do you know? What do you know about Valorant? I don't know a whole lot. Uh, I haven't watched streams. I, I have seen clips of it. All I know is it looks like CSGO graphics, but actually even worse. Uh, plays about that speed, but it has some dumb bullshit magical fucking garbage to it where it's not just guns. I hate games like that, like sci-fi type bullshit. They're so dumb. Don't care about it. I'm never going to play it. I'm never going to install it. Um, 
What do you think about it? Have you seen like anyone actually stream it? Or like videos I mean, of actual gameplay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have? Uh-huh. I haven't. I saw a I saw a trailer for the game. I want to say 2 months ago. And it wasn't even like gameplay exactly cuz you couldn't see the heads up display but you could see kind of the gameplay and i saw the little csgo reticle looked very similar to csgo and then this dude has like some fucking black hole that he shoots out of his palm like uh like it's dragon ball z and that's when i noped the fuck out of the browser tab nope nope I'm not excited for Valorant. I hate, I hate when people fucking dumb dev teams take a first person shooter and then mix in MMO and MOBA elements as if it's not going to be fucking disastrous. This is exactly like Black Ops 4. This is a perfect analogy to Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4 did a lot of things right, and it was a really good game. It did quite a few things wrong. Uh, and if you go to my YouTube channel, you can see my year in review series on the Black Ops 4. It's almost two hours total. Uh, I go over the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, but one of the things that was really fucking bad was the operators, because they were not at all related to first-person shooters. And when I'm playing Call of Duty, the first-person shooter game, the most popular, well-known, recognized first-person shooter game of all time, I don't want someone to all of a sudden fucking radiate me through a wall. Hey, dude, what the fuck is that? I don't want someone to get some war machine where they start cross map blowing me up when they didn't have to earn the war machine. The war machine wasn't a kill streak. Uh, it wasn't earned by getting a, a number of score. There's no, you just get it. Just a welfare war machine. And that pissed me off because it didn't matter how good your aim was in Black Ops 4. You're going to have to put up with these MMO mechanics. Every single game from every single player on the enemy team. Because Overwatch was probably popular when Black Ops 4 was being developed. And the dumb shits at that development team thought they would cash in on that hype. And it ruined the game. Uh, and Valorant looks to be the same thing to me. It's like... You can be Shroud, and then... Now, I don't know anything about Valorant, obviously. But let's say you're Shroud, pro-level, aim, very good first-person shooter player. It's the last fucking 10 seconds. You turn a corner, and then you get fucking Hadoukened. Even though your aim's way better than that dude's, doesn't matter because he had his MMO ability ready, and you're dead. So dumb. I don't know why people think that shit is fun. So... My prediction is that it's going to kill Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone, because Call of Duty Warzone is already on a steep decline 
because of this news of skill-based matchmaking and probably more importantly because of all the hackers. Uh, and then all the streamers who are now streaming Warzone are going to all switch to Valorant because it's going to be all the hype. And then Warzone's going to be dead. Valorant is not going to last. It's going to be... Uh, what is the expression? A candle in the wind. It's going to burn for a second, be super popular for six to 12 weeks. And then no one's ever going to fucking talk about that again. And then we're going to move on to the next fad. Those are my predictions. Tanner, what are your predictions? Uh, first of all, I want to touch on the Black Ops 4 operators. How overpowered those were. Let's just say... I played Black Ops 4 for months when, um, shit, what was the one we were talking about? When War Machine came out? No, no, no. Scythe. When Scythe, Scythe came out, yeah. I, had, I had zero kill chains. When Scythe was released, I got three kill chains within the first week. So let's just say that. Yeah. And a kill that chain stuff is a, was dumb as shit. Yeah. Scythe. Per perfect example. You don't have to aim. It's so overpowered, and you don't have to earn the scythe. The scythe isn't a kill streak. It's not like you have to kill 15 people without dying to get this super overpowered thing. Pick Reaper, and you get scythe. Every time. And if you're against it, you're fucked. Doesn't matter how much better you are than that dog shit Reaper player. He's gonna fuck your ass with that scythe. And a kill yeah. chain, for those of you who don't know... You know how you can get a double kill, which is like you kill two enemies within three or four seconds of each other? A kill chain is seven or more. Which is hard to do, especially in Black Ops 4, because there's only seven, there's only six people on the enemy team max, number one. So that's kind of hard. You have to kill the entire enemy team and then continue killing them as they respawn within three to four seconds of each other. So that's kind of hard, right? But also, um, fuck, what was I going to say? I don't know. But that was my only, I think there was something else I was going to say, but I don't remember. But uh, yeah, Kill Chain was very fucking, oh yeah, yeah. Also, Black Ops 4 had 150 health. It has the highest health total of any Call of Duty ever, including Modern Warfare. So the time to kill was incredibly slow. So you had to land a lot of shots to kill one person. Times seven. Very difficult. That's why it was very, very hard to get a kill chain, and you had to get really lucky with respawn placement and shit to get one, which is why yeah. Tanner hadn't had one until the extremely overpowered MMO ability called Scythe came out, and then he got three in one week. Perfect example. Perfect example. So. Um, so on to the question of will this kill Warzone? I think... I mean, I guess somewhat it will. It's not going to kill it. Warzone's going to be popular, popular enough to find lobbies and fill lobbies easily till God 2020. But in terms of Twitch viewership, it's going to absolutely be destroyed by Valorant, yes. Um, and I actually do think Valorant will stay popular. There's already a bunch of CSGO pros have essentially already said they're going pro in Valorant and they're already stopping playing CSGO. There's already, you know, professional organizations that are picking up Valorant pro teams. It's going to stay popular no matter how thing, how we think it is. Overwatch looks dumb as shit to me, but that was a popular game. You know, it's... it's people like those games. I mean, look at CSGO looks like the most basic, boring, 
dumb. You can't use CSGO as an example, though. That came but out. CS, CS hasn't changed their game in fucking 20 years, and it's still a popular game. Right. There's almost there's nothing different now than there was in 2004. So I think Valorant will be popular still. I don't know if it'll ever be as big as CSGO, but it's going to be a very popular competitive game, in my opinion. Interesting. I think it is in... I think it's almost incapable of being competitive because of the old shit. Now, let me let me be clear. Once again, I know nothing about Valorant, so I could be totally wrong. But if my impression of the game is correct, where aiming gets... Be, where being good at aiming is superseded by ultimate abilities or whatever other dumb MMO mechanics are in the game. I don't think that's conducive to a competitive environment, and I don't think it's going to stay that popular. It just looks okay. gimmicky as fuck to me. Like you're saying, that we also don't know how the ults work. Yeah, I mean, how do they recharge? True. How quick do they recharge? Because this gameplay I was watching, it was a guy getting an ace. It was, a, it was 1v5, and he had a gun out. Then all of a sudden... He uses his ult, and he has, like, there's, like, knives in the air or something, and oh all of a sudden, my God. Oh. he's one-tapping everybody. Like, he's, like, throwing a knife at them and one-tapping. It's really weird. I don't know. But I've only seen a few clips, so I haven't seen enough to judge it. But it just seems like it has that competitive aspect to it um, that I don't care about. It doesn't look fun to me again, but I think it'll be a popular game competitively. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm willing to bet Atama Gunshi on it, so... Okay, you still owe me one, dumb bitch, <laughs> I, I, I so do figure it the fuck me, out. So, so uh, Qualkeis, what's up, dude? Qualkeis gave us a link here. Let's peep this real quick. M-Dub Battle Pass skin gives EBR pay-to-win Warzone buff? No way. That's crazy. Wow. We're going to save this for Wednesday. I will be revisiting this, though. How did I miss this? I didn't see them tweet about this. That's weird. Yeah, we'll have to read over that and we'll, talk about it. We'll for sure revisit this. But thanks, thank you. Qualkeis. Yeah, thanks, Qualkeis. I appreciate you, Young King. What did BO4 do well? Oh, Torchic. Great question. You could see people in BO4. Kind of important, right? Now, normally, I wouldn't say that BO4 did that well because, oh, of course, it's a video game where you have to shoot people. Obviously, you have to see them well. I'm not going to I'm not going to give you a plus for that because, of course, you have to be able to see people. Then Modern Warfare came out where you can't see people. So now I'm forced to say, well, at least you could see people in BO4. Number one, sprint out time. Also known as Gung Ho, fantastic. Number two, a functioning minimap. Again, didn't think I had to count this on the plus side of things until Modern Warfare came out. So, another plus, BO4 had a functioning minimap. Uh, three lane map design. The maps in BO4 were not great, unless they were re release maps, when, and they were great, with the exception of Icebreaker, which was a great original map. But even its average or below average maps were at least three lanes. And the worst BO4 map is better than 75% of the Modern Warfare maps. For sure. 
At least maps on launch. Maps on launch. It's actually maps on launch. It's ninety percent. Oh yeah, maps maps on launch. It's maps on launch. I think it's a hundred percent. What's the worst BO format? Hacienda Twilight. No. Um, jungle yeah, flooded. We okay. We could count. We could count the bullshit variation ones, and then we could we could skew the numbers. Yeah, because Jungle Flooded and Hacienda Twilight were fucking terrible. That's fair. I'm gonna be honest. Jungle Flooded was the worst Call of Duty map ever made. I don't know why they added that variant. <laughs> that's that's worse yeah. than any MW map. But anyways, wrong, that's wrong. we could I'm, we could have a whole dis whole topic podcast discussion on this. We could, but I will before before we end this. I would rather play Jungle Flooded than Grozna Raid. That's or, crazy. I or, like Grozna, dude. Or Piccadilly. Or Azir Cave, easily. Okay, but, that's crazy, but okay. But if we compared, okay, let's do it this way. If we compared BO4 maps at launch to MW maps at launch, the worst BO4 map is better than every Modern Warfare map. I mean, what's the worst BO4 map? Let's pull it up. We're going to pull up the worst BO4 map. Seaside is decent. Morocco. How do I not remember? What is Morocco, Tanner? Morocco is a good one. That's the little, um, I don't know, dude. It's got the little uh, little market in the middle. Dude, I played so much BO4. How am I drawing a blank on this? I'm drawing a blank on Summit. Which one is Summit? Summit's a good map. It's a re-release, but... Oh, this is Morocco, yeah. Okay, yeah, Morocco's not bad. Gridlock. Gridlock is the worst one. Morocco's better than every Modern Warfare map at launch. So, well, let me just put it that way. Contraband. Alright. Summit was a good map. Payload. Pretty good map. Slums is a fucking banger. Frequency. Good map. Firing range. Banger. Gridlock's probably the worst map in BO4. I would say. Militia was good. Arsenal. An icebreaker. Yeah. Dude, I would literally take any of these maps over every MW launch map. I was going to no. say, like, looking at this list, these maps actually weren't bad, honestly. Gridlock was fucking terrible, but that's because it, it had a really bad frame rate, mostly. Yeah, that's mostly the case. So, so that's another thing BO4 did well to answer your question, Grim. The worst BO4 color. map, <laughs> yeah, had color. You could see things. That was great. The worst BO4 map is better than every Modern Warfare launch map. Now, I will say, Shoot House, Kandor Hideout, great maps, better than a lot of BO4 maps. I'll grant you that. But at launch, they were all dog shit. All dog shit. A hundred percent dog shit. A 100% dog shit rate. We hated this game at launch, dude. Oh, well, not... I mean, we tried to get into it, but we had a very hard time. For one, our KDs were both fucking atrocious, but yeah. also, we just... We couldn't figure it out until we started playing 10s. Remember, I played 10s first, and I was like, dude, I think 10v10 is the move in this game. You're like, nah, I don't think so. It can't be. And then you tried it, and you're like, yep, you're right. That's when we started having fun. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. 
part of it was learning and stuff too, though. Because if we go yeah. back to sixes, we do well now. But it was mainly now, getting used to the lack of sprint out time. Yeah, and you know, Krim does have a good point in saying Piccadilly. Piccadilly, honestly, I've played Cyber Attack on it quite a bit. It's not bad. It's well, it's not a good map, no matter how you look at it. But sorry, I had to kick Tanner out of my Discord channel for talking about Piccadilly. What'd you just do? <laughs> you were okay. You were saying Piccadilly's a good map. I couldn't listen. Go Kay. ahead. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of dog shit. Piccadilly on Cyber Attack isn't as horrible as Piccadilly Dom. That's what I mean. So Krim is right in that aspect. All map, but all okay. maps are like that. Grozna is yeah, better exactly. on certain things than, exactly. you know, that's yeah. how they all are. Yeah. But regardless, Piccadilly is still a dog shit map. I think Grozna raids the worst map ever. That's weird. I don't think it's that bad. You just always do so bad on it. It's so weird. Dude, because you can't move, Tanner. You can't move. Oh, I can move fine, dude. Dude, it makes me so mad. It makes me oh, so mad. I can move mad. fine. Imagine, just move forehead. Imagine a, map forehead. That, imagine a map that has five lanes, is three stories tall, and is as big as 20 football fields. Welcome to Grozna Raid. Oh, also, there are more rooms than the fucking Hyatt. Everywhere can be camped. Everywhere you can shoot out of. Once again, let me reiterate. Three stories. You can't move, dude. I can do fantastically on Grozna. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in blue. I'm going to fucking plant one Claymore. I'm going to plant another one. I'm going to mount up with my Damascus M4 with a silencer, and I'm never going to move all fucking game. Great. My KD is just boosted, skyrocketed. Who had fun here? Not me, because I'm a camping piece of shit, because that's the only way you do well on Grozna Raid. Because, you, because, once again, I can't stress this enough, you cannot move on that map. It's impossible. You have to do more than look 360 degrees around because you can look 360 degrees around. Okay, I looked 360 degrees on around on floor one. Now let me do it again for floor two because they could be upstairs. Oh, there's a third story, dude. Fuck yeah. Let me check more places before I cross the street. Fuck you for saying Grozna Raid isn't garbage. Worst map in any COD. In this game, in BO4, World War II, BO1, 2, 3, 4, Infinite Warfare, Ghosts, Halo 1, 2, 3, Halo Reach, fucking any game. It's awful. Fuck you. God, you pissed me off. Yes, I'm you mad. Pissed? I hate Grosna. It's so bad. Okay. Everyone <sighs> in chat likes it, so fuck you. Okay, well, you should all unsubscribe if you like Grozna Raid. How about that, you camping fuck? If you like Grozna Raid, you're a camping piece of garbage. That's the only way you do well. You can't move. <laughs> you can't move. I can move fine. You're yeah, a W key idiot. and shift is usually how I move. Shift and W key, double, yeah. double tap it. Fuck you. I'm so mad. I hate that map. God, it's so bad. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, so to answer your question, Torchic, um, another thing BO4 did well was in general implement a three lane map design. So 
let me catch up on chat here, 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 here. Uh, Grozno is a great map. So is Piccadilly. K. Oh, my, my band finger is just itching right now. I think bad maps in BO4 are DLC maps. A thousand percent, Cubus. All the DLC maps. The Battle Pass is such a bait in BO4. Fucking Masquerade. And I went over that in my BO4 review series. Uh, oh, yeah, those were terrible maps. I they were about all those. so bad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to defend the BO4 DLC maps because they were almost all shit. Masquerade, in particular, really pissed me off because it could have been a good map. But they made it just way too long. So. The only open area is the field, though. Yeah, that's my point, Torchic. That's my point. Try running it down mid on Grozno Raid. You can get shot from so many buildings. If it was open, it would be way less of a problem. If it was open and that big of a map, it would play like, um... What's the what's the MW2 map, Tanner? Really fucking big. Wasteland? Is that what it's called? It had one bunker at mid with four entryways. I don't know which one you're talking about. Maybe someone in chat knows. It would be like Wasteland if it was Grozna sized, but it was all open. That's that's great. Because I can I can't get shot from eight buildings. That's not the problem. The problem is I went over it. All right. Uh, anything else, Young Tanner? No. I don't think so, Chief. Ark, welcome. Um, who is this? Revenge God. Revenged. Revenged. What's up, dude? You must have changed your name because I don't recognize you at all. But uh, not much, man. How's it going? All right. Well, uh, thank you all for watching. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast. Oh, Shadow. What up, dude? Uh, thank you all very much for watching. We ran a little overtime here, but that ain't a fucking problem. Uh, my name is Casey, also known as Razanon. You can find me on Twitter. Instagram, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Razanon. Uh, if you're in iTunes, rate the podcast. I would love that. Uh, and then once again, find the Discord, please. It's growing. It's thriving. It's fantastic. Uh, Tanner, where can we find you? Twitter at T-A-N-N-E-R-R-R-R-5-4. So you can find Tanner there or on my Discord. So you can join the Discord to find both of us. Find a squad. Read the FAQ. Uh, talk about the podcast, talk about anything you fucking want, really. It's a helpful resource for you. Uh, and once again, you can also find Tanner on Twitter at T-A-N-N-E-R-R-R-R-5-4. And once you follow him, make sure your first tweet is to tell him to change his fucking handle. Someone's actually done that, by the way. Did you see yeah. that, Tanner? Yes, yeah, somebody Dude, did a couple days ago. I laughed so hard. I I laughed while I was doing this move right here. The Tiger Woods fist pump. I was like, yes, dude, someone finally did it. So thank you to whoever okay. that was. Keep it up. Let's ramp those up. Uh, we will be back Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. 
Damascus, again, thank you for all the gifted subs. I appreciate you, brother. Broken as well. And uh, to everyone else who stopped by, much appreciated for joining this small little podcast and this small, humble, but extremely vibrant community. Have an excellent evening. And as always, remember, stay humble. Stay humble. Sports Social Podcast Network.